Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Flag-waving admirers lined the sidewalk outside the National World War II Museum in New Orleans Wednesday to greet the oldest living survivor of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor as he marked his upcoming 105th birthday. Joseph Eskenazi of Redondo Beach, California, told reporters after posing for pictures with his great-grandson, who was about to turn five, his 21-month-old great-granddaughter, and six other World War II veterans all in their 90s, that, quote, it feels great. Eskenazi turns 105 on January 30th. He had boarded an Amtrak train in California Friday for the journey to New Orleans. The other veterans, representing the Army, Navy, and Marines, flew in for the event. They were visiting thanks to the Soaring Valor Program, a project of actor Gary Sinise's charitable foundation dedicated to aiding veterans and first responders. The program arranges trips to the museum for World War II veterans and their guardians. Eskenazi was a private first class in the Army when the attack took place. His memories include being awakened when a bomb fell but didn't explode near where he was sleeping at Schofield Barracks. Reverberating explosions as the battleship USS Arizona was sunk by Japanese bombs and machine gun fire from enemy planes kicked up dust all around him after he volunteered to drive a bulldozer across the field so it could be used to clear runways. He says he didn't know why, but his hand just went up when they asked for volunteers. He was at the Army Schofield Barracks when the December 7, 1941 attack began, bringing the U.S. into the war. About 2,400 servicemen were killed in the attack. The museum opened in 2000 as the National D-Day Museum, and has expanded in size and scope since then. This salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of low pressure continues to move on off to the south and east of us. We are on the colder side of that, so we saw some wintry precipitation overnight. And with a clearing sky today, windy with a high 38. Partly cloudy tonight, Charlo 22. Sunny 42 tomorrow with a high in the low 50s by Saturday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And a cloudy sky now, 32 degrees. We have a north wind gusting to 38 miles per hour. 635, Stephen 10 in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330. KNSS on this date, January 12th, 1915, the U.S. House of Representatives rejected 24, uh, 204 to 174 a proposed constitutional amendment to give women nationwide the right to vote. Yeah, ladies, you don't need to vote. Yeah. Says Congress. Yeah. That was the vote. 204 to 174. That was in 1915. Universal Parks and Recreations and Universal Parks and Resorts is bringing a theme park to Texas that will focus on entertaining young children. 
Officials announced Wednesday that the new park will be built in the Dallas suburb of Frisco. The company says the park will include attractions, uh, interactive shows, and opportunities for meet and greet with the characters. The company also announced a new permanent entertainment experience in Las Vegas that it says will bring to life Universal's vast library of classic horror films and today's most terrifying tales. The company didn't give a timetable for when the projects will be completed. Of course, if you do want uh, Dracula to uh, uh, give you a little neck kiss, it'll, you'll have to wait four hours in line to get that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the business model these Man. days. Hmm. Well, then, 1915. Uh, USS House of Representatives couldn't quite go for... Which was probably 100% men. Oh, pretty, yeah. Maybe there was a, a there might one have or two, a, but it was probably, I'm sure it was 99% male. That's just amazing. Ah, women, you don't need to vote. You're good. It's just amazing. That was 19... It wasn't 1815, it was 1915. 1915. Yeah. Sorry, ladies, we don't need you to vote. Oh, well. Gosh, doesn't that just seem insane to you? I don't know. You, know, you don't know? <laughs> I, insane is the right word. It's just, it's not far enough, maybe. But uh, at any rate, my favorite woman has uh, given us cookies today. So if you want a chocolate chip or Ted, be free, feel free to dip in. Okay? Breakfast of champions. I'm ready. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies from St. Shelley. 637 out, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And it's time for our commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. A combination of hedge selling, technical selling, and profit-taking weighed on the entire cattle complex yesterday as it traded and closed negative. Now, strength in the grain and the soybean futures likely added to the selling in the cattle complex. Some of the feeder cattle futures made new lows for the week, and cash cattle trading is yet to be established in our southern plains. Lean hog futures traded and closed negative yesterday, with some contracts making new lows for the current slide. On the close yesterday, February Live cattle were unchanged at 157.75. March feeders down 95 cents at 185.55. And Feb hogs were 50 cents lower at 79.30. Now, positioning ahead of this morning's release of several USDA grain reports may have been behind the wheat, corn, and soybean futures closing on the positive side yesterday. Now, overall, most of the market news was repeating of news already known to the markets. Most everything this morning is also trading on the positive side. Right now, March Kansas City wheat three and a quarter higher at eight twenty-five and a half. March corn up three cents at six fifty-nine. March soybeans nine and three quarters higher at fifteen dollars two and three quarter cents. February crude oil a dollar sixteen higher at seventy-eight fifty-seven. February gold is eleven dollars sixty cents higher at eighteen hundred ninety dollars and fifty cents. The March S and P five and a quarter points higher at thirty-nine ninety-five and a quarter. March dollar index fifteen cents lower at one hundred two seventy-eight. And March Dow Jones futures holding forty points higher at thirty-four thousand. 150. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Got any snow over there in Augusta this morning? Just a little skiff. Yeah, not much here either in Wichita. Just plenty of plenty of wind out there to make you feel awful, but uh, there you go. Yeah, that north wind's got a little bit of bite to it this morning. Mm. I wanted to share something specifically with you this morning, uh, Tom. This is from Redditors, which is a... Uh, a website, I guess. They're quoted, they're quoted in the uh, the Reader's Digest, which which I got a copy of that somehow. And uh, what we have here is uh, uh, revealing the dimmest bulbs they've encountered at Redditors. Hmm. And this is workplace stuff. Okay, here we go. 
A work colleague once asked whether any of those ancient prophecies about the end of the world actually came true. <laughs> I wonder what the answer was. Hey, listen, my daughter went back to work recently, full time, and one of the questions was, what's a landline? <laughs> but anyway, here's another one from their list. I was asked my biological name. <laughs> and you shouldn't drink carbonated water. It's full of carbs. Mm. Here you go. Someone once said they hadn't, they couldn't wait for Halloween to fall on Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. See, that's a, see that Tom, a dyslexic you, person. See what you're missing by not being out there working with younger folks. Mm. Here's I'm going to tell you, some of that stuff does not surprise <laughs> me in the least. Here's the one I say for you: We don't need farmers because we have grocery stores. Mm. There you go. You know, honestly. I have heard that one several times. So, so that's not too funny. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, the, mis- the, the What we're seeing out there, the level of intelligence here at uh, Stephen Ted show is, is very high. If I say something stupid, Ted is quick to point that out. Uh, however, we have nobody to point it out when he says something stupid because he doesn't say anything <laughs> stupid very often. No, you're on it. You're on the case. Okay. All right. Thank you. We hold ourselves to a high standard. As does Tom Leffler. Oh, Tim, yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, there you go. All right. Well, uh, uh, thanks for being with us, as always. And uh, we'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tom Leffler, 641. Stephen Ted, coming up. We got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Talk about raising the IQ here in the studio. Oh, uh-huh. no. Good, whoop, through the roof. Common money myths. Aha. That's on the way. Stephen Ted, the morning here on KNSS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 